We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's, des- uh, this week's guest is Dylan Sessler. Dylan lost his father when he was six years old to suicide. In the aftermath, he struggled through a number of difficult experiences to include domestic violence, bullying, and suicide ideation. At 18, he joined the military as an infantryman and deployed to Afghanistan by 22. Dylan's personal struggle with PTSD, trauma, and the difficulties during his childhood brought him to the brink of life at just 25. He built Invictus Development Group to help others overcome adversity and choose to live. Dylan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lori. Appreciate you having me on. Lots of interesting experiences you've had in your life, for sure. Um, So what is your message and the goal behind what it is that you're trying to do? Oh, man, my my message is really, really simple. Um, you know, I'm, I'm writing a book that that pretty much states it. You know, the, the title of the book is Defy the Darkness. Um, so many things that I've been through in my life have really just brought me to the brink of 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 life, of, you know, of happiness, of, of you know, sadness. Of, I've seen every emotion from from the bottom to the top. And the the one thing that I want to help people with is just to to find a way to to move forward. Um, to, to progress their lives and and defy that the pain, the struggle, the suffering, the darkness, everything within and take that step forward. Yeah, that's fantastic. So what brought you ultimately to start Invictus Development Group? Well, uh, it, it started with my book. Um, the the idea of writing this book has been has been in my head since, you know, probably eight or nine years old when I actually learned to, to start writing, like reading and writing. Um, I just felt like I needed to write down my story, um, not necessarily for other people at that time, because it was, it was really just me and, and my way of expressing myself was always through writing. And I just felt like I needed to write that. Um, so I did here and there, but, uh, but I, never really, I never really focused it on a book until about four years ago when I started. Um, so Invictus Development Group really kind of came from the necessity to want to build a platform for that book and for the message of, you know, just giving people, you know, the, the information that I have because I've overcome all of these things. You know, I've overcome so many mental illnesses that I've struggled with um, that, you know, it's, it's time for me to, to build something um, that can stand up to my message. That's awesome. Um, I know you're kind of early on in this adventure, correct? Right, right. I, I just started about two months ago. What timing? <laughs> right, just wonderful. Well, um, you know, if you can, if you can survive through, well, many of the things you've survived through, I'm sure recession is is gonna um, just make you stronger at this point, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's just another opportunity. Exactly. Um, 
another chapter for your book, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, the, the focus of this show is to talk about relationships and networking. So can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Yes, um, absolutely. The Probably the my favorite is it, it started back in University of Wisconsin-Whitewater when I was going through my undergrad. Um, I started just going to the Veterans Lounge to, you know, because I had just gotten home from Afghanistan. It was just like, I'm looking for a place that kind of fits me. Um, like, I'd like to talk to people, but I don't want to talk to people that don't understand me. Um, and the best way to do that was just to find veterans because they, you know, they're just, they just like, there's, there's just an easier path to like connecting with people through for, for veterans. For some reason, we're, we're just so easy to talk to. Mm. Um, and I walked into that space and, and just, I mean, I loved it. Like everyone was just, you know, they, there's, there's always the, the guys that'll, that'll give you the, you know, give you crap for being in the army or Marines or Navy, but it's all, it's all friendly banter and it's just an, an enjoyable experience. Um, and I met, I met a number of people there that, that had really changed and like developed the trajectory of, of what I'm doing right now. Um, I started undergraduate research on interviewing veterans about like what they have encountered in terms of like successes and failures of entering into college life and moving forward after, uh, their, the military and, I didn't know it when I was doing those interviews, but they changed my life because a number of those interviews got to a depth, um, talking about suicide, talking about, um, you know, depression, anxiety, PTSD, um, some very difficult stuff that, that I didn't expect to actually go into in those interviews that would later come to, uh, come to a point where a number of those veterans called me, you know, called me later on, like six months down the road, two years down the road, sent me messages years down the road talking about how, like, one, I saved a couple of their lives from suicide. Um, and, and two, just the, the transformation of, of being able to rethink, like, because I would talk about my story in those interviews as well rethinking their own story in terms of, of moving forward with it. So it's just like that, that moment of walking into the veterans lounge for the first time was like truly transformational for me. Well, it sounds like it, and not just for you, but for some other people as well. It sounds like. Absolutely. That's great. I'm glad that that was a service made available to you by the, by the school. Yeah. So how do you stay in front of or best nurture your network or your community? I'm sure you've, ex you've met people literally all over. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I still have, you know, I still have friends that are from, you know, South Africa from my first deployment and, you know, like friends in England and, you know, I've, I have friends all over the, all over the world right now. Um, honestly, it's always tough, right? Like you, you can build a network, um, but the, the long, the long times between, you know, connecting with people can, can really, can really eat into that network. Like some people will just, just forget you. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that has helped me is just the, let me think the, the, the power of empathy. Um, people, people will forget, 
you know, what, what you say to them, they'll forget like what you can do for them. Um, but they really, people rarely ever forget the, the power of, of your story and the power of your ability to, to communicate with them. Um, and the, the emotion that they, that you, that you give to them. So if you, if, if you have the ability to be like truly empathetic and, you know, truly kind and offer who you are as a person rather than your service or, or, you know, whatever you're doing at the time, like people remember that and you can go years without talking to them. And the one second you do talk to them, it just, it just feels like you, I, neither of you were gone more than a day. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I love that statement of the power of empathy. And I think that's extremely valuable. Um, and, and you started, you know, talking about this a little bit and, you know, people remember the stories and they remember how you made them feel. And I think that's, that's extremely important. Um, and even if you can't stay in, in touch with someone, um, as long as you're making that good um, impression and making them feel good and you're memorable with your actions, um, you're going to be remembered, obviously. Right. Right. So what advice would you offer the business professional who's looking to grow their network? Oh man. First, first things first is like, understand yourself, right? Like there, you know, I'm, I'm still even in that space of like, stepping into the, the entrepreneurial space. I don't, I wouldn't even consider myself an entrepreneur, but taking a step into that space, if you don't have an understanding of who you are and like what you want to do, um, not even in the business sense, but in the, in the long term, like, who do you want to be type of, uh, like mental understanding you're, you're just, you're going to be lost in that, you know, the, the chaos of what the business world can offer you. Um, and, and having that ability to just square up to who you are and face what you can and cannot do, I just think is so, so fundamentally important to building relationships and building a network. hundred percent. Um, I agree with that. You need to know what you're, what you're trying to achieve at the end of the day too. Right. So, um, you know, obviously right now, digital networking is what it's all about in our, in our world, but, um, between digital and traditional networking, which one do you find more value in? I honestly think digital, I, I think, you know, the, the ability to market anything has its, you know, has its, uh, its own place. Like you can find, um, you can write a letter as listening to your last, last one, your last podcast, writing a letter is, is perfectly viable. And there's, there's people like, it's all micro pools, writing a letter will have an impact, you know, writing a, writing a tweet will have an impact. Um, like for me, like making a TikTok will have an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and each, I think whatever, whatever niche you're in is going to have a specific, like, Twitter is going to work better for you or email is going to work better for you. You know, for me, like right now, like I've grown in the last three or four weeks um, from zero to 5,000 followers on TikTok in, in, in no time at all. Right. Like this is my TikTok has doubled and even tripled all of my other social media accounts combined. And awesome. that's just the, and yeah, I mean, it's like, it's just the power of my message. 
Um, and if you, if you leverage your message in the right way and you market it the right way, it's going to work. I agree a hundred percent. Um, and, uh, about messaging things the right way. Um, I think it's a balance between traditional and digital, but there's so many cool things that, ha that happen in the digital space. Um, such as, you know, TikTok, which wasn't really a thing, you know, not too long right. ago. Right. Um, but now it's definitely a channel where there's huge opportunity. Right. So it's just being aware of what's how to maximize the tools that are in front of us. Right. Dylan, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Um, that's, that's a great question. Um, especially for me, because my professional life didn't really exist. I was really a full-time student at, at 20. Um, and then not long after that, I went to Afghanistan. So as, um, if I were to go back, I would say to have more of a professional life to, to actually step into learning how businesses were run at 20. Um, and I think that, you know, the, I feel like I slacked a little bit because the army paid for my school and I, and I utilize that. Um, you know, obviously I, I served and I feel like I've earned what, what was given to me, but at the same time, like I didn't utilize my time enough for, for, for what I could have. And I wish, I wish I would have done more. Mm -hmm. Hopefully if someone's listening, you inspire them to, to take that a little bit further. <laughs> that's, that's the point. So we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was kind of waiting for this question. I would, I would love to connect with Gary Vaynerchuk. Nice. Um, okay. Gary, like I, I love, I love what Gary's doing. Um, even now, like even with, with uh, COVID-19, he's, he's posting up, live videos where he's bringing on people every morning for, for tea with Gary V and just talking about, you know, the very, pretty much the same mindset of empathy and kindness. And it's just, it's awesome to see someone that has the, the same mindset as me, but a very different path to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think if I, you know, sent the right email or, you know, made a comment on, on a picture or, you know, even, even spoke up at a conference he was, he was speaking at, like, you know, that's just the power of Gary is that he, he would bring you on for, for just speaking up. Mm -hmm. um, so I like, you wouldn't even need to use the six degrees of separation. You would just need to straight up contact him. Um, and I think that's, that's pretty incredible for, for the business space to, to still, you know, to, to be at that level, but then take the step down to help others up, which is, yeah. which is just awesome. Yeah, I agree. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, he's definitely on my bucket list as well. Someone to, to connect with on, on some level. And my, my fear, I guess, for myself is what is the value or that I can bring to the table to him? <laughs> you know, why would he want to listen to me? But right. I got to get over that myself. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, you know, as, as a entrepreneur, you know, we're always looking to learn, um, whether it's listening to podcasts, um, you know, webinars are hot right now or reading books. Um, so what are you doing? You're reading any interesting books right now or interesting podcasts? 
I am not actually. Um, I, I I really took a I really took a dive back in March to to learn people um, and learn the people that follow me um, specifically. So what I've been really doing is focusing. I'm like hyper focused on finishing my book. I just I finished like no kidding for four years. I wrote four chapters in my book, and I got home from Afghanistan in December. COVID-19 hit in March and I finished six chapters in a month because of COVID-19. Wow. And that's what I've been like hyper-focused on. It's just like, honestly, like that is my inspiration is, is looking at my book as the potential to help one more person. Um, you know, like I have, obviously my story is just so ingrained in me that it's like, I need to finish this book because someone needs to hear my words to, to stop them from, from doing what my father did sure. and what I almost did. Right. Like that's, that's what just, you know, I look at that every day and just think like, I need to keep working and I need to keep focused. So it's really hard for me to consume content. Um, so that's what I do is really, I, I consume the comments that I get on my videos and my, and my pictures and I respond to them and I focus on my book and that's like, that's my life right now. And it, I love it, honestly. That is, that sounds good. <laughs> it's, it's great that you are enjoying what it is that you're, you're focusing on and that you are being focused right now. Cause I know that's a challenge for a lot of individuals. Right. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me a question. Absolutely. I have, I have two questions. Okay. Um, so first what has brought you the most perspective during isolation with, with COVID-19? Oh, uh, perspective. Um, I think, you know, just being that I can slow down and that it's okay. That I'm actually enjoying not having <laughs> so many commitments yeah. um, outside of the Monday to Friday, eight to five, that bucket is still kind of crazy for me right now. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then I think, I think the biggest question for me is, is what is the, what's the most important moment in your life that has brought you to where you are now? I um, have pinpointed an event that took place in I want to say it was 2006. Um, my, the bo my boss at the time was in a motorcycle accident and was no longer able to fulfill his duties at the agency I was working at. Um, and I was the only one that knew his pretty decent sized book of business. Um, so I was uh, 23 years old and automatically in charge of over a million dollars of the business. Um, and it took me a couple of years of realizing that if I can do this for somebody else, I can do it for myself. Right. But, you know, I had the confidence to, um, you know, work with high caliber level of clients and, you know, bring strategy and, and manage meetings with, um, executives. So, um, yeah, I don't think that is a typical opportunity that <laughs> no. somebody gets it at that age. Um, but yeah, when I, when I, I, I have kind of reflected back to figure out, you know, how did I actually get to where I am today? And that was kind of the, the trigger moment. Sure. Can I, can I ask a follow-up question real quick? Sure. What, 
what would you have done differently after, you know, after taking that, that position? Like, are there, are there any moments that like thinking back, would you have changed, you know, some, a major decision that you made or would you, are you happy with it? Um, I'm, I'm very happy with it. I love what I do. Um, one of the things that I've said a couple of times and I flip flop on this a little bit is, you know, I worked at two other agencies before starting my own firm and I kind of wish I would have gotten a third perspective on how to run an organization. Mm -hmm. Um, but at, at the same time, I mean, if I would have just kept procrastinating, then who knows if I would have been where I am today. So right. I'm glad that I just did kind of jump in head first and, and say, all right, I'm doing this. I'm starting a business. It's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. It's pretty, it's pretty rare to see, to see someone that is able to, to just accept that they're happy with, with the full, um, it, like the full extent of, of what, what has happened, right? Like, um, so many people from, from what I've seen have just struggled so much with like simple choices that, you know, the, the regret and the shame and the guilt of, of doing something wrong is just a burden on them. Yeah. I think a few, I don't know exactly when I made the decision, but I realized to be a successful leader, you can't sit there and wallow on what your choice or path is going to be. You have to make yeah. a decision and move forward. And if it's the wrong decision, okay, I made a mistake. Now let's fix it and move forward in another direction. Um, right. But if you're just sitting idle, you're not making any progress. So exactly. Um, yeah, it's good to collect as many data points as you can to at least make some sort of an intelligent decision. But um, yeah, sitting still isn't going to get you anywhere. Absolutely. So do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? It, just one thing, be empathetic over the long run. That's it. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, Dylan, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Uh, you can reach out to me on via email invictus.dev.grp group uh, at Gmail or same thing invictusdevgrp at, you know, it, on any social media, pretty much you'll, you'll see my, um, either my face or my logo. It's probably my face though. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, um, some other ones just to, just to see if I can, if I can reach people. So yeah, hit me up on, on any of those. Awesome. And we will include all of that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Awesome. I appreciate it, Laurie. It's been, it's been an honor. Absolutely. It was great to have you and to hear your stories. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Dylan for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at Social Capital Podcast. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.